The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, owner of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Tim Burt, better known as the Commercial Professor. Tim is one of the top commercial producers in the U.S., having created and produced more than 10,000 commercials over 20 years. He's also a professional voice actor and coach for radio and television personalities. And Tim has also found time to produce the RestaurantMarketingSeries.com and is the author of the Move Your Food video for restaurants. He has a new book in the works called The Nine Deadly Marketing Mistakes, and he's here with us today to talk about how you can create effective advertisements for your company. Welcome to the show today, Tim. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So let's take care of some advertising for you first. When is that new book coming out? Uh, you know, it's one of those things that um, once I, I get through all of the other stuff on my stack that I kind of work yes. on, so I... Sadly, uh, I know they say, uh, well, you're supposed to give a date of when it's supposed to be out. You know what? I'd rather say I'm working on it as opposed to giving a false date and then letting letting everybody down. Sure. So check my website uh, or my websites, and I will let you know when that is out. Yes. Now, what are your websites for anybody who's just hanging there waiting for this book to come out? Because, obviously, a lot of people need help with their advertising. Right, right. Commercialprofessor.com is the one that I would point everybody to. Basically, I'm driving everybody to commercialprofessor.com. That's commercialprofessor.com. <laughs> Did I advertise that enough? Hey, I said we were going to spend the first few minutes advertising you. So great, commercialprofessor.com. And while we're at it, let's go one step further. You've taken your show on the road. You've gone outside the United States. Tell us about that. Yeah, I have. Actually, I, I consult businesses in five countries earlier this year. I spent two weeks, I spent a week in Mozambique, and I, I did uh, two advertising seminars there. They brought me over, a, a radio station that I do work for called LM Radio brought me over, and I did two, I call them marketing intervention seminars, but I did two seminars in Maputo, uh, the capital of Mozambique, which is about um, a million and a half to two million people, and then uh, spent a week in, in uh, South Africa and did a seminar in Johannesburg. It was kind of a whirlwind, but boy, what, what an experience. And um, a lot of really interesting things about international advertising and, and how everything doesn't necessarily translate from the U.S. to the international markets. Right. Now, what about messaging, though? Are there certain places where you can't go internationally in your messaging or uh, certain things that are off limits? Oh, absolutely. Um, in fact, in, in Mozambique and in South Africa, Lawyers cannot advertise on radio. Similar to what it used to be many or years ago in the U.S. That's just one example of of the many hurdles that you face when trying to advertise internationally. If you are a business owner, it's almost incumbent upon you to know what you can and cannot say legally. You have to know what sort of legal sandbox you're in. 
So let's bring this back home now. One of the things that you say frequently, in fact, in some of the work that I've seen you do, you have it up on a screen, on a slide, and that's that 99% of all advertising is a waste of money. Now, I have to admit, as a publisher who relies heavily on advertising revenues, that's something that gets my attention. So why do you believe that? Uh, why, why do you say that 99% of advertising is a waste of money? I know it's one of my more controversial <laughs> statements that I make. I'm well aware of that. However, what I preach to businesses is if you were lost in a forest, would you dress up as a tree? No. Well, okay, so that's how I get basically draw attention to myself, be it good, bad, indifferent. I've been asked this in numerous interviews. How can you say 99% is a waste of money? I mean, some of it works. Does some of it work? Yes. Here's the problem. All of the really good advertising is buried under so much bad advertising that for the really good advertising to rise to the top and hit your targeted audience, you have to spend far more money than you had to in the past. And not only on radio or television, I'm talking web, print, direct mail, billboards. You see it everywhere now. There are so many more places for people to advertise, mobile phones, for instance. It's sort of a double-edged sword. You have, on the positive side of that, you have so many more places for businesses to get their message out there. The bad side of that is there are more instances for, for businesses to get their really bad, unfocused message out True. there. So now you see the conundrum. If you were to focus your message and make it as sharp and pointed and talk to your, your targeted audience as directly as you possibly can in the shortest amount of time, if every business did that, guess what? I wouldn't be saying that 99% is a waste of money. Right, right. So let's talk about some of the keys to creating those effective advertisements. You've already mentioned that short, to the point, and an effective message. Well, that's easy to say, but obviously lots of people are doing it wrong and not, not hitting that little formula. So talk to us about some of the, I guess, share some of your advice for how to achieve that. Yeah, there are a number of ways. I'm going to give you my most direct and most powerful way to do that. I would imagine most people listening to this are probably fall into two camps. Either A, they, they write or they produce commercials, or B, they are, are a business right. owner. So this is for everybody, but primarily the business owners. I want you to think about this, but if you write or you produce commercials, this is the question you ask the business owner, okay? I call this the stadium illustration. I don't care what city you're in. If you're in Dallas, if you're in Miami, if you're in Bangkok, I don't care where you are. I want you to think of and picture in your mind the stadium, the biggest stadium in your market. Now, if I filled that stadium with 80,000 people who have cash in hand and they are ready to go to your competitor today, and if I gave you, the business owner, 30 or 15 or 60 seconds on the microphone, on the public address system, to convince those people to come to you, what are you going to say to them? I highly doubt you're going to talk about your friendly, knowledgeable staff and your six convenient locations, and you've been in business since 1946, and we're the fifth generation, blah, blah, blah. That's exactly what a radio or television commercial really is. It is talking to your targeted audience in a very short amount of time, and your job is to convince me to go to you. 
because I may need a water heater. I may need to go buy spaghetti sauce. I might be in the market for four new tires for my car. If you charge more than your competitor, guess what? You better start telling me exactly why I need to go to you. And this is a thing called the unique selling proposition. What makes you different from your competitor? Right. All of those things that make you different from your competitor should be, should be the basis of your advertisement, not the cliches and crutches that you hear everybody else using. The we're open till eight o'clock on Sundays and all of that other garbage. Don't, I don't care about that. Tell me why I should go to you. If you can't do that, then it's game over. Right. Okay? And so it doesn't matter to you if they opened yesterday as long as you're providing a quality service and can get the job done like you say that you can. It doesn't. All the other stuff is irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, sure, heritage and tradition do play a part depending on the business. You know, in the state of Missouri, the roofing industry is unregulated. Now, I don't know if you knew that no, or not. not. It doesn't take a lot for you to become a roofer in the state of Missouri to go out and repair roofs. All you need is essentially a truck with a fake company logo and a ladder. And that's really it. And you can call yourself a certified roofer. Hmm. Now, if I'm talking to somebody who, who is a roofer and repairs roofs for a living, in that commercial, I had him say, you know what? Those fly-by-night guys, they don't have the certification that I do. They haven't gone through the training like I have, and I pay for those licenses every year. Those fly-by-night guys don't have that. I do. Now, that instantly sets him apart, but it also builds up his credibility. He doesn't have to say, I've done this for 36 years. True. Okay, for the most part, you just need to tell them what's in it for them. The old, you know, what's in it for me formula that you hear so much about, not so much about yourself as the company, but what, what you can do for them, what, what they're going to expect. Right. We're going to take a quick break, Tim. We're talking here with Tim Burt, also known as the commercial professor. He's talking with us about how we can create the most effective commercials and get the most bang for our buck, and we'll be right back. We start with the premise that none of us is as smart as all of us. However, put our minds together, and there isn't a business challenge we can't overcome. Like you, the members of a Vistage Advisory Board are proven business leaders and critical thinkers. They have smart ideas and insightful opinions, and their monthly group meeting is where they express them. Vistage members participate in lively discussions where they tell it like it is and learn from one another. Expert speakers add their experience and knowledge by leading interactive workshops. At Vistage International, we believe that smart leaders never stop learning, which is why we're proud to support this show, a forum that shares our passion for providing insights and knowledge that benefit our community. Learn how Vistage works at VISTAGE.com. Hi, I'm Jason Lofton, CEO, President of QTI Incorporated. Every Friday, we discuss ways for small business owners to prosper and excel in their industry. So join us every Friday, 10 a.m. Central Time, right here on the Small Business Thinking Bigger Radio Network. EKC Explained. What is it? It's a -a one-of-a-kind event on November 20th where 24 of Kansas City's entrepreneurial leaders will enlighten you on what's happened to our entrepreneurial ecosystem in recent years, and they'll tell you how you can capitalize on it. Digital Sandbox, Kauffman Foundation, KC Startup Village, KC Next, Thinking Bigger Business Media, just some of the key community and strategic entrepreneurial leaders who will share valuable information and insights on how you can plug into this entrepreneurial tipping point in Kansas City. 
Want to know more? Register now at kcsourcelink.com forward slash G-E-W dash KC. That's kcsourcelink.com forward slash G-E-W dash KC. And join us Wednesday evening, November 20th from 530 until 8 at Union Station for this one-of-a-kind exciting event. You won't want to miss it. Are you looking for that perfect diet, that magic pill, that one big thing you can do that finally makes you lose weight, heals your body, or will make you feel better? The thing is, it just doesn't work that way. Instead, it is the small changes that stick and ultimately compound to create big shifts in our holistic well-being. Simple and consistent action is what carves canyons out of rock and helps the tortoise win the race. The same is true for creating and maintaining healthy habits and holistic well-being, mind, body, and spirit. Tune in to Small Changes, Big Shifts to hear Dr. Michelle Robin and her guests share wisdom, knowledge, real-life stories, and practical tips to inspire and inform you as you move forward on your wellness journey. Every Tuesday afternoon, 1 o'clock Central Time, on Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. We're talking here today with Tim Burt, who's also better known as the commercial professor. He's talking with us about some of the ways that we can create more effective commercials, stand out from the competitors. And Tim, as we were going to commercial break, you were saying that we need to make the most of our time, short to the point, focus on what's in it for the prospect, what's in it for our potential client. So one of the other things that you've said is that advertisers make mistakes that actually confuse their prospects. Now, I understand what you were just talking about, that a lot of times they put a lot of superfluous information that customers or potential customers could care less about in a commercial. But what do you mean by they actually put in information that confuses their prospects? What are you talking about there? Yeah, sure. If you're a business owner and you're listening to this right now, I want you to think of the one, not five, not three, one, way that you want me, your potential consumer, to contact you. Is that on the phone? Is that on the web? Do you want me to go to your store? What is it you want me to do? One of the things I tell business owners is tell the audience where to go and why to go there. How many commercials do you hear that say, especially for furniture stores, I've never understood this, you know, Joe Smo Furniture at the corner of 5th and Main downtown or call Five 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 twelve twelve. Well, why am, why am I going to call a furniture store so I can pick it up and go and go? Hey, do you guys have couches? Yeah, <laughs> great. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Don't give them too many options. You give them one method of contact to summarize this up. If, imagine that you were flying to a foreign country. Example: When I went to Maputo, uh, Mozambique. If I got off that plane. And I said, gosh, I am really hungry. Is there a, uh, a decent restaurant around here that, that serves, I don't know, seafood? Oh, sure. Uh, you know, Joe's Crab Shacks down the street. Uh, okay, great. But there's also Steve's House of Prawns. Well, okay, well, wait a minute. Well, which one's best? Well, I like them both. Well, no, no, which one's best? Well, you really can't go wrong either way. Now I have to sit there and make a decision. Researchers and studies have shown for over 50 years that if you give people more than one option, it actually induces anxiety. So do not give more than one method of contact if possible. If you want people to go to your website, just give the website. And if you're just giving a website, 
don't give a phone number because I'm going to bet you $1,000 right now that if I go to your website, you have your phone number on there. So why are you telling me in the radio commercial if you just want me to go to your website? Now, let's also talk about something else that people are famous for doing, I guess you'd say. And that is they see a commercial, it appears anyway to be working well for their competitor, and so they, ah, I have to have a commercial that's just like that. And so they go and they try to copy that commercial. Why is that a bad idea? That's called the Me Too syndrome. You know, Me Too, I can do that too. I don't know if you just heard the recent statistics about the Dodge Durango and the Will Ferrell Anger Man commercials. Those commercials, of which they did 70, and Will Ferrell and Adam McKay had complete creative control, boosted Dodge Durango sales 59%. Jeez. There's no decimal missing from there, Okay. 59%. Now, the worst thing you can do, especially if you're a Pepsi, a Coke, a McDonald's, some national advertiser, is say, well, we need to get Will Ferrell as Anchorman to do our commercials. No, because in the mind of the consumer, they're going to say, oh, that's, well, wait, he just did the Dodge mm-hmm. commercial. Well, I'm sorry, who, who's paying for this commercial, Dodge or you? This is one of the big mistakes. When business owners see something that they perceive as working or One of my other danger words is the word like, as in, oh, I like that commercial. It's not for you to like. Okay, Get that through your head. This is not for you to like. I could come up with a commercial that you absolutely hate, and if it brought in $150,000 by the end of the year, I think you'd learn to like it. Let's stay with that for a minute. Will Ferrell got creative license to do whatever he wanted for the commercial, has a fantastic result. One of the things that commercials do these days, especially when it comes to the Super Bowl and other high-profile events, is to entertain. A lot of times I don't even have a clue by the time I'm finished watching it what the product was or how it re- – at least let's put it this way – how it related to the product. It, but it entertained. Yep. It's supposed to be memorable in that sense. You advise against entertaining in your commercials. Is that because you have such a short time period to get your message across? Absolutely, absolutely. First off, uh, if you're a business owner, your job is not to entertain people. I I know this is like a real ego bust to a lot of people. First off, advertising is not about you. I, as a consumer, don't care about your dog, your kids, your, you know, all of these things of like my fifth generation. I don't care. What are you going to do for me? So let's get that out of the way. Number two, your job is not to entertain. Your job is to sell me something. Your job is to sell me something. If I am watching your commercial and you are advertising a product that I am genuinely interested in, guess what? I need help. I'm looking for you to solve a problem in my life. I don't need two talking squirrels or a dancing dog. If you need that to get your point across, first off, in my mind, you've cheapened your business. And secondly, I'm probably not going to go to you. Unless you offer some mind-blowing price, and even then, I still have a complete checklist of hurdles that you need to cross before I will give you my money for your good product or service. Your job is not to entertain. That is the job of the movie. That is the job of the television show, the article you're reading, the video you're watching on YouTube. That's their job. Your job is to sell people something. The example I give is imagine if you went to buy a car and you walked onto the lot and you said, Hey, we all know how this game works. You walk onto the lot, you walk around for a little bit, and then after about 60 seconds, one some car dude will come out and, you know, like a, like a shark, and he'll go, hey, how you doing? What can I do for you? What are you looking at today? All that stuff. And you said, well, you know, I'm looking at this uh, BMW 3 Series uh, car here, 
and he's like, oh, BMW 3 Series. Well, that's great. Imagine if all of a sudden he pulled out some hand puppets and went, hey, do you think we can get her a great deal on this BMW? I sure do. <laughs> what would you do? You'd walk, you'd think, uh, I don't want to deal with a flake like this and make a quick exit. It's not your job to entertain. Help right. people. So, right, the help. bottom line here is that in order to cut through all the clutter, all the noise, all the messaging that we are bombarded with constantly throughout the day, it's not to take it up a notch and be even more silly or to be even more outrageous. It's actually to scale it back, get to the point, say what you need to say, say what you're going to do, and that's how you're going to cut through all the clutter. Absolutely. I, I give an example. I had a question that was posed to me during the break of one of my seminars when I was in the, actually it was the seminar in Johannesburg. And somebody said, can you really sell something in five seconds? And I said, absolutely. I can sell something in five seconds. Here you go. So you better demonstrate. The example I gave, the, the large grocery store chain over in South Africa and in Mozambique is called Pick and Pay. I know it's kind of a weird title, but it's called Pick and Pay. And so I said, here you go. Here's five seconds for you. Hey, this is Don from Pick and Pay. Today at 4 o'clock, I'm going to show you how to kill a guy with a toothpick. No. <laughs> but they tuned in. Now, that seems like a ludicrous example. But you know exactly who's talking to you, where they're going to be, and what they're going to do. At 4 o'clock today, Don will show you how to kill a guy with a toothpick. And it's really that simple. So as we close here today... Give us a piece of advice if you've had to talk to anybody, any business owner, about the most effective way to get attention, to spend their money, to get a return on their dollars. I know that's an awful lot that I just said, but what would be that one piece of advice when it comes to advertising? Well, one of my mantras is a commercial is a business card. It is not a brochure. Nice summary. I don't need to know all of the things that you do. What's the one thing you want people to remember, essentially your core message? If I gave you five seconds to tell me who you are and what you do, can you do it in five seconds? Can you tell me what you do in ten words or less? Until you can hit that point, you just have to start editing and editing and editing and refining your message. Guess what? It takes – even a skilled copywriter has a really hard time coming up with a slogan or a tagline or something or a descriptive way to, to talk about a business in a very short amount of time. It's almost impossible then to do it the first time around. They go back and they edit, and then they edit it again. The same thing has to be true for you. A commercial is a business card. It is not a brochure. Writing concisely is is a very skilled, is a skill, that's for sure. It's been great having you on the show, commercialprofessor.com, correct? That is correct, commercialprofessor.com. Thanks for your time today, a lot of great advice. And for all of you who'd like to grow your business, please go out to our website at ithinkbigger.com and take advantage of all the resources out there. Follow us on Twitter at I Think Bigger, and also like our Facebook page, Thinking Bigger Business Media. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.